Yasmin, we have to start being nicer to each other. <sighs> people seen. don't get people don't get humor like our humor, should I say rather? Because our humor is pretty harsh. <laughs> I don't, I think I've actually been quite nice to you as well, by the way. I know. I don't. I didn't think there was anything wrong until I opened Twitter. And one of our recent episodes, everyone was like, are you and Sophie okay? I had people message me and be like, no. hey, you know, are you and Sophie okay? And I was like, yeah, that's just our humour. <laughs> yeah, Sophie's that's- just a bully. <laughs> I've got a kink a bully. for it, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm um, not a bully. Please, excuse me. From you- now on, every time you every time you say, what were you about to say then? You what? Hmm? You what? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Every you time delectable you me- creature. Yeah, there we go. We'll just be really nice to each other from now on because people can't handle it. Is it just how people like north of London speak to each other? Because in Yorkshire, if I'm nice, if you're nice to someone in Yorkshire, it means you don't like them. If you're, if you yeah. take the piss out of them, it means you really like them. That's what, no, that's, it's the same that's in a thing. That's the universal thing, isn't it? Surely. I it thought. just means we're comfortable with each other. Like if I wasn't comfortable with you, I wouldn't call you a bitch, but you are my bitch and you're also <laughs> a big old mill. Oh, there's so many things in that sentence that offended me. You know what's bad as well? I was like trying to prove my point, being like, me and Sophie are friends by trying to find photos of us. <laughs> there aren't any. I did the same. <laughs> and, and then I cropped Alex out of one. And then I thought, Alex will I lose saw that, shit, actually. And it was the worst the picture of me ever. It was no, like, where I was you're like right the in the same. corner. Oh, and I was like, like this double chinning it out. I was like, all right, guys, we get the point. Okay, cool. Thank I was going to do the same, but I know people would have been like, you cropped Alex out of that photo. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Black with me, Sophie Kay, Alex Holcomb and Yasmin Suma. It is part two of our throwback episode. So we're looking back at songs that shaped the current scene. British bands that shaped the current scene. And we had some really good ones. We went very Welsh last week, actually, mm, with Bullet for My Valentine and uh, Skin Dread. Yep. And today we have two bands I know we, we all love, Enter Shikari and Neck Deep. Yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. I love Neck Deep so much. I you love- guys pick. Who do you want to start with? Yasmin's going to say Neck Deep. No, let's leave Neck Deep till last. Let's go chronologically because Enter Shikari okay. comes first in our time frame. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So we're going to start with Enter Shikari. And the song is Sorry You're Not a Winner. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let's do a synchronized clap. Um, the white and... side of me has no rhythm. I'm sorry. Wow, Yasmin, you can't just bowl oh, out wow. things like that. I am wow. What are you on about? Wow. That's not offensive. That is kind of offensive. But okay. So in there, if we just go it a hate and crime comes if I in. am mm. half white? Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I struggled actually to find the year that this was released because from the looks of it, they released an EP called Sorry You're Not A Winner in 2003. Um, it could just be Wikipedia being, being an arsehole, which it normally is. But uh, Sorry You're Not A Winner slash OK Time For Plan B was the first physical single by Enshikari and second overall, and it was released in 2006. Now, in that year, Enshikari mm. secured a spot on the Gibson slash MySpace stage at 2006 oh, Download oh. Festival. Oh. I remember going to the MySpace stage. Um, oh, my God. They had interviews with Kerrang! and Rock Sound, which was a massive deal for them, um, in November. And they became this, only the second unsigned band to ever sell out the London Astoria, the first being The Darkness. Wow. That's so amazing. Cool. And the Astoria wow. was such a sick venue. It's, it's been knocked down now, but it was a really cool venue in, in London. Um, and so we're going to go for the year 2006 with this one today. 2006 um they're from the uk they formed in 1999 and just in case you're in any doubt oh my god the year i was born this is why this is why it's actually a good thing we didn't have yasmin at download festival can you imagine yasmin bowling that out to i thought they would have been like oh my god that's the year i was born and everyone would have given me death stares like the death stares you would have got (laughs) making us feel old um so this year 2006 was a pretty big year for Enter Shikari, like they came bowling, bowl, bowl. What's this? They came bowling, bowling, bowling into the scene. Bo- bowling. I mean, they're bowling. bowling and bowling into the scene. 
yeah. they just came they smashed the scene a new one and just created their own space again which is very reminiscent of what we we're talking about last last week with skin dread um so we talked to Rao for in case anyone ever has any doubts i once made the mistake of calling him Rue on scuzz tv <laughs> and oh my god did his fans come from me hard Rue. But he must get it. It looks like Rue, right? It, yeah. Here is Rao talking about Sorry Not Winner. Well, it's one of the first ever songs that became an Enda Shikari song. So we were actually a three piece prior to Enda Shikari. And I remember writing that riff. Um, and I think it was literally a few months later that Rory, our guitarist, then joined. And that's when we became Enda Shikari. So this was 2003. Wow. wow. Um, and I, yeah, I can remember him. So yeah, teaching him that that riff um, and the song developed. So it'd been around for uh, quite a while before we even recorded it on an EP and then later on the album. Um, so it went through a few different sort of guises and you know changed a bit here and there. Um, but yeah, it was immediately like it seemed to really connect with people. Um, and by the, it's, I mean it's, it's quite silly actually. By the time our album came out and take to the skies this was uh, 2007 um so the first single we were deciding what it would be and we wanted okay time for plan b to be the first single which was like it was a much newer song we felt it represented us like who we were at that point and um we were sort of persuaded to put sorry not on as a what was going to be the b-side of it back wow. when there were a-sides and b-sides i don't even i probably need to d- tell you what <laughs> the audience what that is but um but anyway it ended up becoming a double a-side and then sorry not became the song that just overtook plan b in, in so many ways um yeah and just became this like real cult hit and um helped us launch even you know to bigger bigger places did you get people like singing it at you in the streets or clapping at you or anything like that i mean yeah like i mean it was i think back then there was like because there was such a solid scene like you sort of you could almost see its boundaries and like occasionally bands would sort of poke their head up into the mainstream and i think that song did that i mean like just for take to the skies for that to even be like in the top 10 of the uk charts that was crazy because this was like this was real like underground music that we'd just been touring throughout the uk for years and um yeah i think sorry not then just took on this life of its own and yeah everyone would be singing along and clapping along and it was always an amazing sight. Like those were the years when we were. Well, actually, the first festival we played was Download Festival, two thousand six, wow. and you know, so those were the first few shows that we would have witnessed the sea of hands of people, yeah. you know, clapping in time, and it was just like wow. And I don't like. We all know on the podcast that what I do is educate the kids, right? <laughs> so if you listen to this and you don't remember first time <laughs> round, um, it was actually a big deal as well because rock was very very divided and one of the things that people really hated was electronic music and yeah, dance yeah. music and f- so for you to come forward and to take that step like now everyone's fusing genres and yes we had new metal but to add in that yeah that was you must have got like a lot of hate for that as well at the oh, time oh absolutely yeah i mean i think back then metal and a, a lot of the sort of genres within let's just say the alternative music scene were quite purist they were yeah. quite like protective of their sound and it had to be a sound that was quite cramped really you had to sort of be in this little box and um yeah you know we we were brought up up on so many different genres so it was very natural for us to just like make music that had a much broader palette um and sort of you know beg stilled and borrowed from different parts of the musical spectrum and then that to us was completely natural to other people it was blasphemous yes. and horrendous <laughs> and um yeah i mean it, yeah i keep harking back to download but we are here um on that very first festival that we played we still got some bottles did like, you yeah yeah i mean there, were, there was like genuine fury from some people that we would wow. had the audacity to like taint metal with like synths I remember that because I was I used to hang out with those people and pretend I was one of those people and I'd be oh yeah but still listen to a variety of stuff yeah yeah. private because you couldn't be you had to pick your lane yeah it was it was was quite weird and scary it's quite cliquey wasn't it wasn't it ridiculous there's some positives of it because it gives people like a real uh 
I don't know, it gives them like footing, doesn't yeah. it? You, yeah. you have like a very strong friendship group and like, that's, I mean, but there's still that. It's not like we've lost that, but I think now we've gained this much more sort of a progressive mindset more open, in the world. I think now, definitely a lot, a lot, a lot more open, especially with TikTok yeah. as well. People are just fusing, fusing whatever they like and it's going yeah. viral. So I think that's making a massive change. I got you, Yasmin. I got you. I, I, I got agree. you there. I was vigorously nodding. You couldn't see, but I was like, yes, the TikTok world. Proud of you, Alex. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's mad Thank thinking you. back to that year, the way it was like, the because dance music was a, a genre that everybody who liked rock hated. Mm. I know. I know. Like, hated. And I know it, um, during the MySpace era, there were a lot more bands that fused it. Yeah. But Enter Shikari were real trailblazers. In they were city. because you know like that electronic dance peaked in 2010 and that kind of like techno was a whole thing in 2010 um but enter shikari did it first and then you had ask alexandria and attack attack and all these bands doing crab core with the rifts oh God, crab but core, uh, crab core. the best the best genre the best genre okay but enter shikari paved the way and they did it amazing and then you had bring me with the suicide season what was it like the remix album right same with ask alexandria but enter shikari were the first to do that and it fucking slapped if sorry you're not a winner comes on in the club i'm throwing hands bro i'm ready i'm gonna clap clap and then i'm gonna headbang and break my back is it don't say that because you probably will from yeah. um experience um, but but <laughs> if, <laughs> um is there another song that has as good a clap i was trying to think about it the friend yeah. song? Oh no, oh, get yeah. in the bin. Oh, yeah. no, 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 it's a good point. It's a good yeah, point. It's, it's popular, but I actually don't like friends. Never really given it a proper go, and I just think it's a bit gross. Oh wow, never given it a go, but don't like it. No, well, I've tried, but it was so horrendous that actually I had to turn it off. <laughs> Alex, that's a very Gen Z take. I'm proud of you. Is it? Like, oh, okay, yeah. good. I don't good. The Gen Z is hate friends. I don't mind it. It's okay. It's not. Have you seen the thing? It's friends without the um, the fake laughs because they add all the fake laughs in and it's so bad. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's of its time. It. It's of its time. Yeah, it's, it's staying its, its fucking time. Yeah, stay there. Don't reu- Don't have your reunion. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so Enter Shikari and they managed to evolve with the music industry as well and keep, like, they could have got stuck in a particular sound. Oh yeah, they managed they to evolve. Yeah. Such a like the amount of bands from their era that stayed stuck there mm. and just never grew. And they were one of the few bands to like evolve with their sound. Where you listen to it and you're like, okay, I can listen to this and sorry, you're not a winner, and enjoy both because they still have Enter Shikari's personality, but they're still really different at the same time. And I just love it. There's few bands like that. You got Bring Me, you got Architects. There's not many. It's always UK mm. bands though. Our bands know how to evolve. What can I say? They do. Yeah. But I think yeah. the bands, the bands from the UK as well are. Um, I know a lot of Americans might not know about this, but they have to graft so much harder. Like yeah. in America, it's hard to be even as a podcast. It's most of our listeners are British, mm-hmm. and it's because um, the rest of the world is used to hearing American accents, and so they they go along quite happily with American stuff. But Americans tend to generally prefer their own accents. And they'll sometimes like dabble into something like Bake Off or anything that's like very posh and very proper. Like, what was that show with all the posh? Old Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Abbey. I was going to say yeah. Or Sherlock or Doctor yeah. Who. Like, that was massive yeah. on yeah. Tumblr. But like then when you've, got, when you've got like, yeah, fucking hate pea omelettes. And like me, <laughs> all right, we buy gum, la la la. And then Ozzy Osbourne in the corner there. Like, I think, fuck I, think, <laughs> I think for a lot of Shut Americans, <laughs> that's a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've watched um, Americans on TikTok at the moment trying to grasp Love Island, and that is a lot for them. So, like, oh, wow. we're, we're even beyond Love Island, especially with our accents and our topics. So. Yeah, it's hard in the podcasting world. And in general, for bands, it's hard to break the American seal. And all of our bands have done that because they're just amazing. It makes me so proud of them. But I think it's a thing. If you're American um, and you're listening to this podcast, A, well done for keeping up with us. Woo! And all of Wait. our... But then Americans roast each other a lot. Yeah. So I feel that that whole roasting culture, they can kind of get on board with, which we do a lot. Um but which yeah. we get in trouble for a lot. Mm-hmm. Which we also get in trouble for because people think we hate each other. 
We um, did. We actually did. It was all the prank guys. We're just Yasmin, you're supposed, you, I think you said at the start of this, you were going to be really nice. You literally said, I'm going to be really nice this episode because I don't want to traumatise. They're, like <sighs> they're like our children, right? Listening. And it, and we're fighting. Aww. All the time. All the time. And Maybe I have to sit I'm here just reliving my childhood. <laughs> 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 oh. On Wednesdays, we trauma bond. Wednesdays, we trauma bond. Um, okay, so albums of the year. Let's just put it into context what okay. they managed to do, right? So mm-hmm. albums of the year at the time were Mastodon released Blood Mountain. Yeah. Slayer with Christ Illusion. Yeah. Iron Maiden, A Matter of Life and Death. Wow. Um, Dragon Force. AFI was big with December Underground. Hamish Murder yeah. is an absolute tune. Um, Lamb of God released Sacrament, which was fucking amazing. But it was also the year that you had My Chemical Romance with the Black Parade. Oh, I, knew, I knew that was going to happen. I'm wearing my MCR shirt right now. I knew that was going to happen. Um, so you, there was like, and then you had like Death Tones with Saturday Night Wrist. Um, lo- <sighs> we won't talk about Lost Prophets. Um, uh, Ale- <laughs> no. your, fa- your favourite band, um, Alexis on Fire. They released Crisis, <laughs> which was their massive, massive album. And Children of Bodom with Are You Dead them, Yet? I really, I, if I ever interview them, I'd be like, please, I'd like, love you so much. So please don't ever listen to my podcast because I did pronounce your name wrong for a full hour. I think everyone full did hour. for a very, very long, many, many years. Um, but there was a massive divide. I think like there was a massive divide between there was emo, there was metal, mm-hmm. and then Enter Shikari just like literally didn't fit in either. No, I love that. I love that though. They carried on though, and Raoul was saying like they got so much hate, so much hate. I can't believe they they got bottled. Yeah, Yeah. and they just didn't care. They carried on, which is fair. Fair play. But I feel like that happened in the. Maybe I'm wrong here because I obviously didn't do anything in 2006 except watch Barbie dreams and shit like that. But um, I feel like the difference between the British and the American scene when it comes to stuff like that, the American scene were very set in their subgenres and cultures and stuff. And we definitely were in Britain, but also like if you if you're British and you like British music, British music is anything from architects to like I don't know, One Direction, right? Like I feel like especially on festival lineups, maybe in the past ten years this has changed, but like you can see Rage Against the Machine on one stage and Stormzy on another stage. Like we're not genre freaks maybe as much as we used to be so yeah. I feel it like used I to be bad it used to be like I mean I was even saying in the interview you didn't listen to the interview did you I, was I did inter- I was listening sorry I was too busy texting you um saying how much I hate you <laughs> in the interview I was I was literally saying that um it was a hard time because you you couldn't admit to liking different types of music it's so dumb though, because like Super Enter Shikari dumb, yeah. were everything. They were like yeah. all the genres mixed into one. They had the little bit of screamo vocals. They had the the electronic, and they had yep. the metal riffs. It was just the best of both worlds. And those kind of songs are sustainable. Like those songs, you can still listen to now and enjoy them. There are some songs that are of their time where you listen to it and you're yeah. like, oh, oh. <laughs> that was very 2010. But like that song, it it just transpires. Timeless. No, trans- it transcends time. I, yeah. I want that song to be played at my funeral. I knew you were going to say that. to clap. <laughs> Do you, has, it, has it had a resurgence on TikTok, that track? Um, With the clapping? Because I've seen a couple of videos oh, I've seen of like, some, yeah. The how, to trigger, how to trigger an emo, and it's like, yes. to stop the video just before the clap. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. But I feel like as well, like we're slowly reaching the 2006 to the 2010 revival properly. So kids are starting to appreciate Entishikari, but we're not there yet. They will though. They will appreciate Entishikari. They will. I feel I like will the, bully my audience. <laughs> there's certain bands that I feel like you need to bully your audience about, and it's yeah. Evanescence. So I need to get you into Evanescence because I know you're not like a massive fan. Excuse me. Call me when you're sober is like one of their top three songs. You didn't know. No, because my immortal is better. My Immortal is a better song. You don't say when you're a fan of a band, you don't only know one or two songs because one song is better and you don't Guys, know. it's happening because... again. It's happening again. Stop. Me and Please. Beefing. Please, Beef. let's get on with the episode. I'm gonna Every time. We just can't help it. We just love to the argue. Window. No wonder why it takes <laughs> us so long to record. I, I've broken. You have broken me now. Do you, know what, do you know what I felt like when we started this? Um, there's a term in the UK, gobshite. Yeah. And... When we first started this uh, this podcast series, I thought Alex was the gobshite. <laughs> I knew before that I was a gobshite. Mm. But I was like, okay, Alex is going to be the gobshite. That's cool. 
And now I feel like Yasmin's become the gobshite. I have. You have. You Because me and Alex started hanging out with each other and I yeah. just switched personalities. I am just a bitch. <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> You're a gentle soul and secretly... You've softened and... recently. Yeah. I, I have. I think it's because you two go at each other so much. I'm like, you know what? I just don't oh, have the Now you say that, people are going to listen and be like, oh my God, yeah. Alex is like their... Do- Someone's like, already tweeted it. Someone's child. like, I feel sorry for Alex. Because oh my I feel sorry for oh Alex. My God, so Alex. Alex. <laughs> Do you know what Alex is doing right now? This is like that thing where people go, and then... When I was a child. Like it. And they're really mean and I just have to sit here and deal with it and then I cry. Alex yeah. is basically doing a Taylor Swift. I'm not even gonna lie. So basically <laughs> write a song about you, Alex has realised that there's a lot of love coming her way when <laughs> she is the one who has been wronged by the others and so now Alex is, is playing with Taylor Swift I'm just saying but yeah, I'm doing it. honestly you lot need to see Alex behind closed doors so we have talked about TikTok with Enshikari and they are on the up if you're listening to this and you are of a TikTok age um, everyone's of a TikTok age but if you're one of the young'uns <laughs> disclaimer the young'uns then get behind Enshikari more because they need to get more viral with these like super young'uns but are we ready oh, it's I'm now the so track ready. that has gone super viral on TikTok. Yeah. Neck deep. Yes. Right, Yasmin, tell us what track we've gone for. A Part of Me by Neck Deep, which is just, mwah, chef kiss, amazing. I can't remember what album it's from because it's so old. Like, it's it's coming up to 10 soon. It's been a long time. But um, Part of Me came out in 2014, I think, or 2013, around that time. Um, and it has gone viral on TikTok. The kids on pop punk TikTok love that song that song is their gospel and i don't blame them it's a banger it's a banger you cry yourself to sleep to and i love it i remember this coming out i'm playing it on my radio show um in 2014 and so it's, it's mad that it people talk about it like it's a throwback because it me, is it's a like, throwback is it not just the other day oh no 2014 was like seven years ago yeah like, three it? more years and then it's yeah. 10 Three more years and then it's ten. Yeah, that's fucking scary. But um, anyway, we spoke to the guys about this track and their feelings Can't wait to around hear what it. they say. So let's have a listen. Neck deep, a part of me. So a part of me is a very big song for us. Very important. Um, I really do think that song made people's ears prick up and kind of listen to us because like. We had written a few songs and released a few songs at that point. What Did You Expect was our first, and then over and over, and we had those out, and um, they were getting a great response. Like, kind of just put it out, and out of nowhere, it was it was buzzing. And we had said we want to do this acoustic song, and uh, Seb's uh, girlfriend, our, our, our now our bassist girlfriend, was a, was a singer, and it was always an idea to get her on. And um, at the time, I was like... 17 i think i was in i was just finishing college and there was there was lots of uh like oh i was a love struck lad i tell you yeah i was a i there was a few heartbreaks and to be honest there's two girls specifically that like a lot of our like breakupy relationship songs are about but but part of me specifically is about this girl i had a thing like on and off with since high school and was like my the first love kind of thing and um yeah that was truly just me like raw emotion and just really saying how i felt and i remember like it took me a while to write uh, but i actually remember the writing the i like her because she's smart headstrong and independent i remember writing that and the moment I wrote that, and at the same time, I also had the thing of the, um, I was falling for a girl who would never ever let you walk home that way, because you gotta be safe forever, like, all that. I was just walking home from a friend's house. I used to do it all the time. Like, we would just spend the night, like, hanging out, drinking beers, whatever. Um, and I would always walk home purposely to be, like, because it gives me, like, a nice time to think and just it's a nice walk and it was on that walk that i remember and i remember thinking like yeah that's cool maybe that could be a thing like she's hedge like smart headstrong and independent like that's a good sentiment that's cool little did i know that like it would be one of our biggest songs ever and and like still pretty relevant today and i'm like really proud of those lyrics too because it is such a it is such a sweet song and i feel like it really does like 
I think it really sums up that like teen love thing so well because it's like utter admiration for someone, but also like enough respect for them to kind of let them be and do their, do their own thing. And that was definitely where I was at at that time in my life. Like I was fully just enamored with this girl, but knew it wouldn't, it wasn't going to work. And, and she knew it too. And yeah. In the studio, how did you bring out that performance? Because oh. your voice in it, like you can Blasted. feel it. You can feel your emotion, <laughs> like your voice kind of. People say that, but honestly, that's me just, that is me just yelling as loud as I can. Yeah, because like I, we, we didn't really know. And as well, because like that's one of the very few Neck Deep songs that have like, that was, that I wrote instrumentally as well. Usually if it's a Neck Deep song that is like pathetically simple, generally kind of comes from me and like, pushing that idea then but yeah it was it was a song that i wrote in my bedroom and i wrote i i would play in standard which my voice's range especially at that like top end of my range is not situated for standard like we have a couple of standard songs now but like yeah. they're the ones that i'm like blasting at the top of my range at and it was me just basically not knowing my voice having no vocal technique whatsoever no understanding of like any of that and just going for it and me and my brother just like said just literally being like that didn't work belt it harder belt wow. it harder belt wow. it harder that's, that's yeah that's, that i've cried to that song that's quite impressive. i've cried to a lot of your songs but i've cried to that song <laughs> right well what do you think though about that song what do you think what is it about that song do you think that's made it blow up the way it did i, d I don't remember at the time though like when it f when it first came out i don't remember it doing that i just like I remember hearing a demo. I remember my mum, I was sat on my computer at home, my mum came over and she, I told her I was doing this neck deep band thing and she was just like, oh, it's another one, you know, what? <laughs> have fun. Kind another of thing. song. Yeah, yeah. And I played that song and I distinctively remember her coming over and like tapping me on the shoulder and she was like, you'll do all right on that. Aww. Like that kind of thing. And I was like, but to be fair, all the other stuff I was doing was just like, deathcore and like, <laughs> yeah. so she probably just heard like a Such note a and was thing. like, yeah, that'll do. But. I don't remember it like when it came out, do it like just fully going. But I remember when we were playing it and stuff, it picking up loads. And then like, then it became a thing of like, a part of me is just that song that when whenever we play it, it's just like boom. Yeah. You like, put it for on those while, playlists yeah. with with May Day Parade. You're like, you're like those playlists. Where you're like, oh, I've just got to yeah. break up. Like clubs and that. <laughs> like I've seen like Cam used to play it in in clubs in Manchester and like he'd send us videos or like mates would send videos and there'd just be people in clubs just screaming the song as well. It's like, is it like, where's this come hey, from? Juice like, there's a video of Juice World yeah. singing it, right? Wow. There's a video of Juice World singing it, which is like even more pertinent now, obviously. Like, yeah. yeah, it's wild. So that song really did like get far and wide. And, and that was never the, the intention was literally just like, let's write a sweet little love acoustic yeah. song. Oh my God. And it just worked. But the thing that I think people love about that song, there's a couple of things I think what you said about the about the vocal performance it is so raw and it is like there's no 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 bs like it is a 17 year old heartbroken lad like screaming on the other end of that it is. like on the other end of that microphone and uh, and the other thing i think are the lyrics like i think they're just really relatable lyrics i think they really just everyone has been through that really tough breakup that maybe ended kind of amicably and you have a lot of respect for that person it wasn't an angry breakup or anything it was one of those like it just didn't work out kind of things and you know both in love of each other and i just think that that's something that really resonates with people and i still think that the whole thing of like i like her because she's smart headstrong and independent those like yeah. lyrics themselves like even at the time like i i just thought that is that's the way to sort of talk about a girl that you admire. Not saying I, I like her because she's she's a babe or whatever. Like she's, she's fit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like, I, quite fit. Yeah, exactly. Like I did actually. It, yeah. it was it was this girl as a person that I was in love with. It wasn't it wasn't the other stuff. And I think that people see that it doesn't. You know what I mean? It just feels genuine. I, there was genuine admiration for for that person. And yeah, thinking back now, because I never really long story but i never really used to take in lyrics like lyrics and yeah. music for me were like just all i cared about was the drums <laughs> and it was only when we started neck deep that he was talking about because we're the same age same area everything and yeah. i'd be like oh that's why he said that because of this and that, that like moving away to uni and things like that same kind of experience but i think that song's cool because obviously most love songs are kind of 
maybe a bit more raunchy or do you know what I mean? Like a bit more in that, <laughs> if, that's, if that's the right word. Filthy. I don't know. But like, no, yeah, you're right. I think the fact that it's been written from a perspective of like most kind of shy-ish, maybe yeah. like nervous-y kind yeah. of boys. And it is like a respectful, like, I feel this way, but fucking don't really know what to do about it. Fools wouldn't write don't it, Don't really know what he? to say. And like, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. I think that's probably why it did like yeah. ha- have more resonance than we maybe expected, just because it's a different take on like that feeling. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not as common, but... Yeah. yeah. And how do you feel about that blowing up on TikTok? How do you feel about TikTok in general? Because Jasmine will kill us if we don't well, ask this we're, question. Well, we're, we're, we're in two I, I've warmed to the idea, but honestly, the older I get, the more just like out of touch with that sort of stuff. I feel. I love TikTok for the for the meme content and just the hilarity, mate. Me and Neve will sit scrolling for ages on TikTok, but like I feel like it requires a certain kind of personality, and I think maybe that isn't quite me but if our music is resonating on that and that's a platform where our music and other people can express their like appreciation for that or like want to show something cool that they've done with that mute like with with our song i'm all about it um but it's a weird realm i think i'm not going to be like a tiktoker i just i it, said this it's not me yeah, yeah it's just not me but danny loves it danny probably knows more about that world than i do so i rate it right i think it's cool i think it's cool because like there isn't a certain way of doing it yeah and I like how, I don't know how it works, but whatever you look at, it kind of gives you more of that stuff. Oh, the algorithm. Yeah. 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 So I've been I learning. Think, yeah. I think that's cool. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So my kind of take on it is like how we might feel about TikTok now is probably how 28-year-olds felt about Instagram when we were 18. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just a generation thing. And that's the next thing that younger people are using to communicate pretty much that's like how i see it so you either use it and you can connect with the people yeah. that you know want to find new music and things like that or you don't you kind of just shooting yourself in the foot like that's my yeah. opinion on it so although there is a lot of trash on it as well there's a lot of dribble it's on the there dances i thought it was just yeah. all dances and then yeah. yasmin was like do this video and it blew up and i was like you know what it's weird you're it right is, but i still don't like it i still it hate it it is kind of mad but um i mean that's the way things are going like with you know just the digital era or whatever like people are a lot more glued to their phones now than they were when we were younger like we were just you know, hopping about in bushes and that messing about yeah. in the garden yeah. like it's just not like that anymore so it's not really something that you can change. I either got to crack on or. I, I'm scared that if I start making TikTok videos, I'm gonna get called Chugi. Ch- is that the word? Oh, Chugi, which basically means what like. Is that? Never heard that word. No, really? No, oh, I, <laughs> mate, maybe it is yeah, just it's me. Like an older yeah, it's ba- it, yeah. yeah, it's basically like um, like even even as young as millennials, which we are, because it's a lot of Gen Zers oh, who it's are the on. Gen Z's yeah, it's all Gen Z, mostly on TikTok, and it's what Gen Zers call millennials who are like trying too hard, mm. apparently, I feel or, really like, attacked. or wear like really, really, yeah. really attacked. Exactly, and that's why ex- exactly why I'm not going anywhere in it. But I think also what it f- what also falls into the chuggy category, which should make us feel a bit better, is shit like the the live laugh love and all oh. that. Like that's that's. Ch- I don't even know if I'm saying it right, I which probably live, makes love, me love, chooky. Love, love, live. Does that make me even worse? Um, Maybe. I think it's just like having tacky, ta- like yeah. tacky, like not cool. Basically, if you're not cool and you're trying too hard, you're chuggy, apparently. Right. And I just don't want to come. That word, but I'll tell you. Mate, that well, that makes me feel a bit better. Like, if you've not heard it and you've not come across it and you've spent a bit more time on TikTok than I have, then then it gives me a bit of confidence. I but just, just. Unless you're, I don't know, 14 or whatever, just swerve the dancing. Like, just, just stop just dancing. Just swerve that and... Is that your final bit of advice to everyone? Just stop the, stop the dancing yeah, on TikTok, just, just, make it end. Just pack it in. I mean, there's a there's a place for it, obviously, for the youngers but, and all that. But, like, yeah, just kind of do something cool on there. Mate, you haven't seen mum's moves. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> What's a chuggy, Yasmin? Chuggy is a word that was formed in 2013, and it's meant to mean things ben's kind of right it's meant to mean things that are ugly and something else like just uncool and ugly um and like cringy and like oh like live laugh love is is so chuggy so chuggy or like the infinity symbol bit chuggy um i'm chuggy (laughs) yeah so like we would have called stars chuggy Oh yeah, the star tattoos would have been chuggy for your generation. Just oh, like, God, yeah. I'm really being called out here. Right, right. Oh, have you got star tattoos? Alex? Sorry. 
well, when I was drunk, I got them obviously on my ribs. Yeah, and then the older Infinity. I like the way well, you say obviously day. as if oh, I've seen Oh, you got Infinity just... Tattoo! <laughs> you got inf- Infinity Tattoo? Infinity and Plus Plus, but that wow. is actually means something, all right? But the yeah, I've got the stars, and I said I want one of them shaded, and he didn't. He just coloured in one of the stars at the bottom. It's the worst tattoo ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's so chewy. <laughs> or like. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think of things that would be like. Uncool. I'd call him a kook. Like that's because, but that's a surfer term. What else is chuggy? I'm trying to think. Like jeggings, chuggy. They were cool though once. Jeggings and Uggs, behave. Uh, they're chuggy now. If I wore okay. jeggings and Uggs, oh. Uggs came back. Uggs came back for a little in high yeah, fashion. Yeah, they can fucking go back where they came from. Oh, I sound like the EDL there. Whoa, that was yeah. bad. Yasmin. That was bad. Did I just hate Crimos? EDL, by the way, is the English Defence League, so it's like very, very extreme racists. Um, so neck like deep the on the song. Kind of. How much did I warm to them so much? Um, listening to the description of, I didn't realise Ben wrote that when he was 15, when he was seventeen years old, <gasps> and so he so was cute. like, there is something amazing. There's some. Do you know? How do I put this without sounding like a paedophile? <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Fuck it out. Take it down and Good start, there babe. Is, there is something really beautiful about the innocence of how young boys fall in love. I guess they're also, at the same time, they're also like kind of also creepy, creeps. wanking every five minutes. Yeah. But they're, they're a lot like grown men tend to be a little bit colder with the love but i f- feel like there's this like really innocent i feel like Pure. girls i feel like the um and i'm gonna speak in like um very binary terms here but i feel like girls are the ones when you're younger who are actually a little bit harder and the boys are the softer ones and then as you get older the tables reverse yeah 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 because the boys get cool. hurt the boys we, get hurt the, we the, hurt them we hurt them because they go for the like really popular girls like that's mm-hmm. the thing and then those girls hurt them and then the unpopular girls like us end up dating those guys because we develop personalities along the way because we had to we had no other choice yeah and but then as well, that song was just really respectful. Like, it's isn't just, it? Um, the way he was describing it. Respecting women. He's not like you got a fat ass and a fat rap. That's me though. That's um, a tiller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those came out around the same time as yeah. well. Those two songs. So that was the two ends of the spectrum. What song was it? Um, what song uh, was it by Tiller? Uh, the, the PlayStation one, the, one. The video where he's yeah about that life. About, about that life. That's the one. Um. Yeah, that was around the same Can't time. Money while I'm on my PlayStation, life is always yeah. filled with sensation mm. or some shit like that. But yeah, that was the two contrasts of 2014 and what the music scene was like. So to have such a respectful song for women was just really cute and nice. Like, yeah, she is headstrong and smart and independent. She don't need no man. That's cute. I'm, I'm going to say something controversial, though. I prefer <gasps> that song to She's a God. No, I... Mm, I and know, I like, like both songs. I like everything they do, but... I prefer that song. No, because a part of me is iconic. That's fine. Like, it was a staple. Because 2014... Let's take it back to 2014. Let's go back to then. That was like a little pop-punk resurgence. I was doing a new band show. I was on Team Rock Radio with Metal Hammer and Classic Rock. And I did the new bands. It was called Breaking Bands with Sophie K. And so that's why I was at Neck Deep's first ever London show. That's because, really cool. And that's why I've known them so fucking long, oh since day God. one, breaking on the scene. And so, so state cute. champs, that's why I'm good mates with state champs. But yeah, 2014, it was like neck deep, state champs, real friends, and knuckle puck had every single one of us at the neck, on the floor, beating yeah. the shit out of us. Mm. And then as it is, and Boston Manor kind of reeled out after them and like trash boat and a few of the bands, um, like, uh, 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 not, oh my God, who is it? Broadside, Broadside. Um, but yeah, Neck Deep were one of the ones to really staple that sound, and it was really great. And ah, oh, I loved it because we were in the echo of like 2010 screamo metal, like metalcore, but it was emo, like Ask Alexandria, Bring Me the Horizon. And then Neck Deep came along and brought us that sexy banger, and it's so viral on TikTok. It's amazing. Okay, so I was going to bring you. Um, I'm in love with that song because this I have got. Um, a playlist that I played over and over and over and over again for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find the OG one, which was, it was like an acoustic rock tracks, acoustic pop punk tracks. But okay. this was my remix that was made for me. Um, Have Mercy 
uh, do you remember Rome when they released tracks? <gasps> oh my god, do you remember Rome? Do you I know they were so Rome? good. They were what? sorority noise. Um, the story so far with Navy Blue. Oh, oh yes, and that track, yes. and then May Day Parade as well. Um, and have that next to Neck Deep was so good. And like the um, oh, sweet nostalgia. Oh. Matt Kerakies, who was in Citizen, he's a singer for Citizen. Because Citizen were really big in that year as well. Do you remember the song The Summer? Yeah. That was an Them amazing and track. Them Dispute were massive at that time. Do you remember La Dispute? La Dispute. And Real Friends, I've given up on you. Weren't La Dispute from a bit before? They were earlier, but they were still like, lingering, weren't so they? So Tumblr, Tumblr came and like had its real big boom in 2014 when everyone was sad and depressed. And you either listened to like sad pop, like Lana Del Rey or like uh, Lord. Or you'd listen to sad pop punk and emo, like Lardis Feet or Neck Deep. And it was great. I mean, it wasn't great for my mental health, but like it was a great time for music. <laughs> do you think those sad songs, though, make you sad? Or do you think they make you... Because I, I know this sounds really cheesy, but they make me feel heard. I... And I know he's mm. like a 17-year-old boy singing about um, being in love. It helps um, me cry because I find them sad. And if I need to cry and can't get it out, I wouldn't listen to screamy songs. I'd listen to Neck Deep singing nice things, but in kind of a sad tone and it helped me cry. Yeah. So do you listen to it? You cry to it? Yeah, I cry to, to I've yeah. cried yeah. to a part of me, yeah. Yeah. See, I tend to just listen to it when I'm depressed and I'll just have that music. I'll have like 21 Pilots, Neck Deep, Mayday Parade, all of those, all really? of those bands, Wonder Years acoustic versions of the tracks just because uh, then the what's happening in my ears is as depressing as i feel in my soul you know the meme and it's the person laying down surrounded by their own tears that's me listening to neck deep uh, wow. i'm kermit crying in the shower <laughs> that's me listening to part of me but that song's so iconic i don't cry to that song anymore because it's such a staple song that I can just scream it at the top of my lungs that it's lost all its sadness. Like, I hear it now and I'm like, time to scream the lyrics like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's when you know a song's reached like an iconic status, when a yeah. sad, sad song can be screamed with happiness. Yeah. Such an iconic song. I love it. I love it so much. It's so good to see live as well. I know, I know. I saw it when they headlined Slam Dunk and it was amazing. I think that's the thing that we've got with all of these songs. Like, um, yeah, with, I don't know, pop stars, you sing along to their music. But there's certain moments um, in certain songs that everyone sings. And so, like, last week we did Bullet For My Valentine. And tears don't fall, they, they crash, crash around, around me. me. And then you've got uh, Skindred and everyone's saying, nobody, nobody gets out alive. Hello. And then you've got, um, today we had Ench Curry, the clap. Oh. And that's the iconic bit. And then for this one, it's, for me, I it's I like it because from the minute it starts. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing. But that now, bit, I like it because she's. All I can do is lay it. Oh God, we've started them off now. <laughs> but yeah no like do you know what i mean like you, everyone screams that at the top of their lungs every time i've seen them live that's every like time. the bit that everyone even at download people people did people still did to this <sighs> iconic. day iconic because that that felt exciting that time in that pop punk when nick deep were coming through like there was a a bubbling happening at the time because everything was going online like that's when like online yeah, fan true. culture really yeah. peaked in 2014 because you got to think about the time like youtube youtube stars were a big thing then you had dan and phil you had zoella more in the pop punk realm you had like jared alonge you had patty walters before he went into as it is you had all the my digital escape youtubers and brian stars before he got cancelled for being a weirdo um <laughs> rightly so <laughs> we need to do a brian stars episode but that's a whole brian stars deep dive please thing. We should, but um, yeah, and then you had like Wattpad, DeviantArt, and Tumblr, which was a massive force for like fan culture. Like people would devote their whole lives to just posting pictures and talking yeah. about someone every single day. And Neck Deep were a huge, huge thing mm. on Tumblr. People loved them so much, so that just felt like a like a nostalgia resurgence for nineties pop punk, and it was great. It was so great. I love that era. It was great. I miss it. I was for 15. me. That was my key era. That was my key era. That was me being 15. That's when I was really in the scene. And probably because I was doing a new band show, like, there's so many bands I got to see, like, their first 
show and there were these amazing upcoming bands like i'll never forget highly suspect they oh were, my kind of god i know they johnny's were amazing they, do you know i went to see them right and johnny the singer of highly suspect um didn't want to be a singer when when the band first formed he wanted to be the guitarist and so because Ooh. i went to see them in um it, it was a tiny venue maybe there was maybe 50 people there or something 100 people same venue i saw neck deep in and he plays slide guitar which is really hard if you don't know how to about slide guitar it's basically when you see it's used a lot in blues and they wear this like kind of metal ring thing on their finger and then slide it along and it makes this woo kind of sound and it's really hard to do and he did like 20 minute slide guitar set so much talent That's anyway, amazing. random facts. Random facts. Oh, I love that. That is amazing. But like 2014 was my era because I found pop punk when I was coming into my... So I just got over like the whole screamo, like piss of ale, ask Alexandria, bring me the horizon era. And then I found pop punk when I was 15 and I'd just gone through my first heartbreak and I was listening to a part of me on the bus Aww. like... Oh, it's really <laughs> and uh, the history of... Oh, what is it by State Champs? History of me and you? Oh my God, State Champs, I love... I'm really and an optimist, but I swear to you, I'm not getting over this. this. Why do um, they all sing like that? Even and I love Ben Barlow, but they all sing I like that. I was about that. to say this. Ben Barlow does, yeah. does the American. He does. I was falling for a girl who <laughs> didn't ask me to come over just for a day. Well, it, like I don't know what it is. It, Tom Delonge, his impact. Tom Delonge. Tom Delonge. Oh, here we go again. For fuck's sake. Oh god, I can't just, anymore. How have just, I got this far in the it's, industry? It's not like it's not like Jared Alonge, it's just Tom Tom How DeLonge. have I got this far? I can't fucking I need to pronounce go to bed. I can't anyone's take it names. Anymore. Oh this is embarrassing. Right. Jesus Words Christ. of wisdom this if week. You're gonna be a journalist. Please <sighs> learn words out my band mouth. members' names because you will be embarrassed. That's my words of wisdom. Do you know what, actually? I, I'm not gonna lie. You taught me the other day. I've been calling. Um, I've been calling uh, Jaden JXDN on. on oh the radio. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so there we go. Like I've been saying. So we all do it. Don't worry. The only thing I, I can't handle is when people get it wrong on purpose because they're taking the piss. Like I used oh, to work yeah. with people who'd go Paris because I was like introducing this band called Paris who were new and they were all taking the piss going we don't know how to pronounce it because obviously Paris were a nobody at that point and I was like T- I'm telling you they're going to be the next big thing they're going to be the next big thing. And people took the piss. And now, who's fucking laughing? Link gun all the way to the bank. Sophie, what are your words of wisdom? My words of wisdom are, we get a lot of messages about dating and things like that. And the thing that made so many people fall in love with that song is the fact that he says lyrics like, I like her because... She's smart, headstrong, and independent, rather than um, she got a fat rack. Um, so, <laughs> if if you're trying to compliment someone, there's some compliments for you, and some really yep. big, like, Joe. You know I really like about you is you're you're so. I mean, don't just sing them a neck deep song. You're so smart. <laughs> do it. It's strong and independent. Just do one at a time. Do you know what I love yeah. about you? You're just so smart. Like being called smart. Oh, it's so sick. Such a good compliment, isn't it? Yeah. Not while someone's looking at your tits, though. Like, if someone's trying to compliment you whilst they keep looking, like, you know when you're trying to talk to them, but they keep looking down your top? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've got a flatter chest, but yeah, I'll nod and agree. Do you know what? Lockdown has helped me achieve a not flat chest, um, a not flat stomach, a not flat bum. (laughs) I'm now round. COVID gave me fat tits, I'm not going to lie. I've got COVID and these jugs came in. Was all the Rona being stored in my boobies? My words of wisdom leads on quite nicely to Sophie's. If you get heartbroken when you're 17, please try and be nice. Don't don't get cold. There are nice people out there for you. I'm only saying it because you know. Hi. If you're 17, listen. If they're 17, Alex, you fucking nuts! Oh my god. Wait, Yasmin. She said, no, she said no, but hun, no, like in the future. In the future, I don't want to get. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified. Why do you make it weird? Why do no, you make it weird? Would, uh, no, that was weird. That sounded I weird. I got what you meant, Alex. Thank you, Sophie. <sighs> I got what you meant. You're Thank just you. saying, don't don't let life don't make you cold faith. and bitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. like old Milfy Sophie here. 
Don't be one of those emo guys who, when they get broken up with, writes a song about how much they hate their ex-girlfriend and how she's an ugly fat bitch, because I think a lot of men did that in 2010 and may have come to regret it. Be a Ben Mm -hmm. Barlow. Respect women. (laughs) Or it will haunt you. And it goes around the other way, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, both ways. Because I think... um, Women can end up doing this thing, oh, well, he was shit in bed anyway. He had a small dick and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that not toxic cool. shit. And I hate that. It's like, well, you were still sucking it for a while, weren't you? So yeah. obviously still wasn't that big, on his knob, babe. Wasn't we that know. big an issue until, until he broke, <laughs> broke your heart. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, anyway, gross. Um, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, it's at We Wear Black Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And it's We Wear Black Pod at gmail.com. Um, for me, it's at I am Sophie K on Twitter and Instagram. I am Sophie KX on TikTok. For me, it's at Yasmin Suman X on TikTok and Twitter, and at Yasmin Suman on Instagram. I'm at Alex Holcomb on Instagram and on Twitter, and at Alex Plays Punk on TikTok. We've got a lot of people listening who get a bit sensitive to the fact we take the piss out of each other. It's just part of British humour. I think if we were guys, people probably wouldn't be as worried because it's something that guys do a lot. But because I, I can't speak for you, Yasmin, but I know, Alex, you've said this. Because we were essentially the, the outcasts at school, it meant we had to develop really good senses of humour and be able yes. to take the mickey out of everyone and make fun out of everyone. So including means, ourselves. Including because ourselves. So that means now we have lads, lads, lads humour, <laughs> uh, which means we make fun of each other a lot, but it comes from a place of love. So rather than sending us a, twi- a tweet complaining or sending us an email um, worried or a DM to Yasmin going, oh, or Alex, you've been bullied. Are you okay? <laughs> Please take that Here's time. Here's the Childline helpline. <laughs> Please take that time and head over to Apple because you can really, you can leave a review on there at the moment. One star for bullying. Yes. No, not one star. <laughs> leave leave sm- five stars and say, I love the bullying. If someone does yeah. that, I will love you. You can get a badge. The first person to do that, I've got one badge left. I'll send it to you. Oh, promises, promises. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Okay. Now there's going to be like 100 I've, I've actually bullying. got a few badges. So if you give us a five-star review, we'll we'll Yeah, we'll pick five random winners. Yeah. Um, that sounds like one of those scam emails. Yeah, if you give us five-star review, we pick five <laughs> random winners for an iPhone. Give me your bank account number and your sort code. <laughs> Give me your bank details. Um, so <laughs> anyway, just just leave us some positive reviews because at the moment, you know, we are we fully fund this ourselves. Um, we will get around to making merch at some point soon. Um, but as we... you all have very much harassed me on social media, mm-hmm. I've seen. I have but seen. If you want to support us, the way to do it is to leave positive comments because on Apple, they're a bit confused as to where to place us. They don't know whether we're a lifestyle podcast or a music podcast. So we get recommended alongside Joe Rogan. Um, yes. And we don't get recommended. We don't get recommended in the actual music podcast in the industry. So um, just leave comments, say hi, show us some love. Um, sexy. And don't no. call us sexy. Don't call me. Remember, you're supposed to call us smart headstrong and independent okay all right well and thank you. does because he respects women but i'm gonna disrespect you later tonight <laughs> oh my gosh all right well so thank you so much for listening to we wear black and we will be back again next week bye bye, bye. are you on medication Yasmin? you were listening to on wednesdays we wear black Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.